everybody, this is Atkins. And this is Batman Beyond Mark again. And we are once again not joined by Adam. He he insists on continuing to be sick. And it, uh, <laughs> as I said in the last episode, uh, as of the last episode, we had two episodes where Adam uh, was not present. The coverage of uh, the First Light novel, and then that episode, AMP 112. AMP 113 makes the third episode that Adam uh, has not participated in. I mean, in baseball rules, he's out, and you, and you might be in. That's, uh, that's, that's <laughs> all I'm saying. You'll have to talk to Luke about that one. <laughs> I mean, we, we, we've proven that we can do this with three people, is all I'm saying. Um, but anyway, Adam Adam is is sick. We do continue to wish him well. Uh, he's He's gone to the doctor. He's on meds, but his voice just hasn't quite recovered to uh, the, the quality that he wants to have broadcasted to uh, everybody. So uh, it's it's... Marking me again, and thank I was telling Adam is a good thing that we decided to do this team up missions with Mark because otherwise uh, the AMP would have had to gone on quite a break, or I would have had to go back to the school briefs, and uh, I oh. didn't want to do that. Oh no 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 no! Don't! It's a trap. It's not worth it, especially especially volume two. Is not oh yeah, worth well it. that's the one that I read and. And like I had started to prepare notes for it and told Adam, I can't, I just can't do it. Was it um, the play? Was it the play? It was the one thing that I can recall about that. I read the entire thing. Um, and like I said, I sent it off to Busta as a gag gift. Uh, but I rem- the only thing I remember from the second volume is the creepy ass Mineta one um, where he ends up grabbing uh, the the male member of the uh, the tiger, uh, the tiger, what oh. are they, the tiger bunnies? Oh, you mean thing? the, uh, the, uh, wild, wild pussycats? Yeah, that's it. Tiger bunnies. Where was I getting that from? Um, y- y- cause you were clearly watching tiger and bunny. Recently. <laughs> so, but yeah, the, the, the crazy episode inside of that novel was absolutely nuts. Uh, and that's the only thing I can recall. I forgot so, that one existed. It's just, I, 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 what I remember from that one is Luke and I's absolute disdain for class 1b's play oh trying to read that i feel like i've repressed it that's because i've read that entire thing you're lucky yeah (laughs) it's terrible i am i am gifted at repression um my my therapist doesn't appreciate it but um, (laughs) are you okay yeah (laughs) i will be eventually not maybe not tonight uh but i do have the the blessing of some my hero supplemental material um, that you and I are covering together in the team up missions we bit off more than we could chew at at my discretion um, by trying to cover all the three point aughts, um and it was too much but uh, we we are covering episodes or chapters excuse me I can get back to calling them chapters it's it's glorious um, chapters three point two and three point three and then we'll also cover some uh, extra fiddly bits at the end of the Tonkabon so that'll be fun. Yes. Um but yeah, so let's let's jump right in. Let's. Yes, we have uh our first first chapter tonight is The Heroes Are Here. Uh this was a one shot from Psycho Jump, which I have no idea what it is. What that is. Another publication obviously from from Shonen Jump. But what they tailor to specifically, I have no idea. Yeah, I didn't recognize the sources outside of the main like Shonen Jump. I, I knew what Jump Giga was, because that's that's where um, Vigilantes started. Like, that was where they had a bunch of their chapters originally published before kind of the shift to um, 
to more of the, you know, digital, like, mm-hmm. uh, on the Shonen Jump website. Like, this is where, like, a bunch of their, like, really long, especially first couple chapters were, or episodes were, were published. Um, I mean, I've, I've read some other things that get published in that. I believe that one's, like, a quarterly, a monthly or quarterly publication. But yeah, do you know I, if all of those are physical, all of these other sources that these were published, uh, do they all come out physically? Uh, I'm pretty sure Jump Giga is physical. I couldn't say if it still is. I know it was at a point. And then so my follow-up question is, do you own anything that is uh, that was published by Jump, like a, that isn't a collected volume like Team Up Missions or My Hero Proper or whatever the case is? Oh, are you asking, like, do I own other manga? Uh, do you own like a Shonen Jump? You know, yes, like I volume? own. I have a couple somewhere Shonen Jumps from way back in the early two thousands. We're cool. talking uh, just a one that happened to have like One Piece. I'm not even sure if Bleach at that point. Uh, maybe yeah, probably had Bleach at that point. Um, Naruto and uh, I, I, a, little, a little little franchise. Not sure if you've ever heard of it. Yu Gi Oh. Yeah, it, it rings a bell. Yeah. Um, you know, just, just some old, old series that, uh, you know, it's around. Uh, the Psycho Jump, it's just, it's a, it's a monthly publication with a bunch of spinoffs for main stuff. It would be cool. I'm jealous that you own some Shonen Jump stuff. I, I need to hunt some down just for the sake of saying yes, like being able to answer affirmatively to the question that I posed to you, if it were posed to me. It just seems like a cool piece of memorabilia or like a showpiece i don't know um I'm a, a, I'm a weird nerdy kind of collector with it, stuff like that me getting those was the was i mean borders books was still around so that was like during the first big kind of manga push into the united states like you had what was it um uh the di- like marvel doing the digest stuff where they were like with the spider girl comics where they were basically putting them in manga size kind of trades just to kind of compete with that market. So, like, it, you can still get Shonen Jump stuff, but this was like, I walked into a bookstore and got it because that's just what it was like in the early part of the early 2000s. And they get translated into English as well, and I assume other languages? Uh, I assume so still, because I know Luke has gotten a couple translated, like, ones that were in English. Um, I can't, knowing them and the fact that they are really in newsprint, meaning you're going to get ink all over your fingers. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, I don't want to buy these anymore. I'll just wait for the, the collected stuff because I, I can't deal with getting this ink everywhere. I gotcha. I gotcha. I mean, they're, they're supposed to be disposable. Yeah. I understand. That's, that's cool. I need to hunt one down just to, just like I said, just to say that I've got one. It just seems like a nifty, cool talk, you know, uh, like a talking piece for the room in which I keep most of my nerdy stuff in the house. Fair. So this one opens up with a, uh, a what I assume might have been a colored page at one time uh, with Midori in the like middle. It. Yeah. And it's got this weird, it would look great if it weren't for this weird like square filter thing that they put over top of it that just distracts and annoys my eyes. Do you see this? Square Is it in the print? Now that I need to look because so, I'm looking at it digitally. Although, listen, like listen, really, listen really close, Mark. Listen, you ready? This is like A.M.P. ASMR. I'm going to get really close to my mic. Here we go. 
<laughs> I, I do have my physical volume with me today. So uh, I need to look at this and see if it's got this weird square overlay thing in the... Uh, it doesn't. In the print, it looks fine. In the digital, it looks like hot garbage. Okay, because I was about to be like, I don't I don't know what he's talking about. I'll, uh, I'll try to snap a pic of this and, and share it on the Twitter so that people don't think I'm going crazy. But it looks like it's got this graph paper overlay. It, it's strange and distracting. But That's... otherwise, it looks great. It's like Midoriya is featured in the middle. Um, and the, the rest of the, the space behind him is broken up by, I don't know, like lightning or whatever. And you see the rest of the characters that feature, uh, fairly prominently in this chapter. Uh, it's, it looks pretty sharp. Yeah. And like small might or yeah, small might we're going to, we're going to use the, uh, hero notes terms, or at least I will, uh, yeah. small might he, he definitely, he's kind of more transparent in color. He probably doesn't look like this, but right now he looks a lot like the vestige of him. Yeah. Yeah, we call um, him Jinko Jeans All Might in the AMP. Ah, uh, and then and then we have Ida, who's giving us a little bit of a you know a, a preview of how, what he's going to do with this chapter, and that's run off and just disappear. Yeah, <laughs> you've um, given us a little bit of side eye too. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. He's clearly running away. Everybody else, like uh, Shoto's, just looking back, like, "What are you doing, dude?" Where everybody else is kind of looking forward, they're they're dealing with this ever in front of them, and Ida's like, "I'm out by." Yeah. And then we got best girl Jiro in the bottom left. She's yes. she's my favorite female character. I believe Adam favors uh, uh, Sue over uh, any of the other female uh, 1A characters. Oh, the favorite? 1A, because I was going to be like, um, uh, if you're asking me for my favorite female character in the franchise, uh, Makoto. But OK, yeah, but just in 1A. Ooh, in 1A. Uh, you know what? I'd probably I'd probably go with Jiro. boy. I knew I liked you. Yeah, you just keep agreeing with me on like things like the baseball episode is superior. <laughs> <laughs> Let's jump into the content of uh, of this particular chapter. The first like ninety nine percent of the first page is just the recap of the the state of the world as far as quirks are concerned and whatnot. Yes, yes, which is from more or less. It's it's like their version, this thing's version of one of the first pages of of the main series and like that beginning opening narration from the show uh but the reason for this as we said is because it this is in a different publication than the series is normally put in so it makes sense to just have for new readers because that's why they do these things that's why they put these things in the other like these kind of spin-offs or side materials in the other publications it's to then get people to go back to the main one to read the main series there i will say that they did add this panel that I super love, which is we've seen the glowing baby before, but not the father's reaction to the glowing baby. Yeah, <laughs> which is glorious. You know, it's as I said, it's 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 the it's the writer's own version. Um, and then we and we kind of just like that's your quick get up to speed, and then we jump right in. This is a good recap considering the the type of publication it was going mm -hmm. for. So, like, I, I think it was well done because it didn't take up a lot of time. Agreed. We catch up with uh, a young man named Suyashi, and I'm sure I'm going to be criticized for... Did I ever tell you or did you hear about the one-star review that we got from, like, early I on? I think you mentioned it <laughs> at one Because point? We, were, we were calling uh, Bakugo Katsuki instead of Katsuki, and that 
that warranted a one star review. That guy never made it past episode one. I guarantee it was. Oh, it's it, just it's awesome. We wear it like a badge of honor around here. <laughs> oh, b- believe me, um, I've I've done enough recordings with with Jim from over at Weird Science where when we have any of the like any like Japanese name or something like that, it's like unless he's heard it over and over, it's like oh buddy, no, here's how you pronounce it. And he's like, I refuse because it's funnier. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. I, I um I teach. Uh, I, I teach inside of a church for, for work. Um, and one of the things that makes the kids laugh is that if I'm reading a passage and it has like difficult to pronounce names, I mean, I could pronounce them, but it's way more funny to them if I just go and then that person and this guy and this other lady, like, and I just like <laughs> hand wave the names like, yeah, not important. We'll just move along. Uh, they get a kick out of that. But that's, that's uh, funny. In, a, in a manga, like, or in a, in a review format like this, we can't do that. We got to say, we have to be clear about who we're talking about. So uh, Suyashi is a young man um, who is part of the 80%. He's so proud that he's got a quirk and his quirk is called bristle and it just makes his hair super hard. And it's weird because super hard is like one word and I've never seen it I, like I compounded mean, like that. I but. mean, it, it could be just because of how the translation is. It could just be how the stuff is stuff is written over how it should be written. You know, the Japanese to the, to the English, like, um, what was it? One of the Chihei uh, Hisaikai, like bullets, like his quirk is chronostasis. Yeah. With no hyphen, which is English wise problematic. Japanese yeah. wise, it isn't. English wise, that is, that is a specific phenomenon. That is not what he's doing. Right. So it's, it's probably that kind of deal. I gotcha. Well, Suyoshi so is rocking some. Like Astro Boy hair is kind yeah, of it, what it, it is indicative of. Yes, like even his face feels a. It, it's not a hundred percent Astro Boy. Yeah, but it's. I can see how this character was absolutely modeled after Astro Boy, specifically like the cartoon version of Astro Boy, yeah. as opposed to like the original black and white one, as opposed to like the manga. It's funny too that his mom has the same well i guess he has the same kind of frontal spike of hair as his mom uh they share that uh that phenotype which is pretty cool uh she tells him to watch out for villains and he explains to us that he has saved up his allowance really long time to get this special special soccer ball so he's going to go out and play until he drops but uh it's not very far uh, that he seems to get i mean maybe he does um i'm sure time passes between panels uh but he does indeed run into people that would qualify as villainous Yes, and it seems to be a bunch of like high school guys, given the just the uniforms and stuff like that. Like it just the the stereotypical uh, high school punks, or high school or middle school punks in Japan. Um, and they're just like they're like, hey, you got something neat there, kid? How about you let us borrow it? And they just take it away from it. And that guy's arm, like we're portrayed as kind of the kid, little kids seeing know someone almost fully grown just how how that height differential feels is really mm-hmm. well done uh because the guy just like he just ta- he just goes over and grabs and he's just like oh my god your arm your arm looks huge yeah even the way that that previous frame is is drawn is that he is like oh completely overshadowed by these guys and there's even some vertical like exaggeration lines uh accenting their ex- uh yeah, accenting? Is that the word? Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. So accenting <laughs> is that would just the, the the disparity between their heights. Highlighting would have also 
work now that I'm thinking about it. Uh, but then we get to the next panel, which is a bit of a confusing progression for me because the guy has his hands on it. And the kid, he he's he's holding on to it for dear life. And then all of a sudden, the guy has ba- let it go and backed away. And the other guy with the fin on his head is like extended his fingers. And I'm just like, what happened in between these panels? Like, I feel like we missed something. As one of the guys is like, oh, this kid's brave. And the kid's just like, oh my god, like, are they villains? Like, what do I do? Somebody help. And he's thinking, he's screaming that in his head. Uh, and th- and then and then there's another arm that's that's very in a different art style because it's All Might, and he's here because that's what he does. Yeah, and but he seems to be like oddly recognized, but also unrecognized throughout this chapter. Uh, so the young boy, yeah. um, Suyashi, is like, it's some American macho man and doesn't recognize All Might. And this isn't like early All Might. This is All Might running around with Midoriya. Like, he'd been around for a minute. No, this is not just, this is All Might who has already had his big final showdown um, with with All for One, like the very public one. Like this is past that, yeah. Because uh, because it we, it becomes very clear that, that punch that punch was just all might like the fact that when he's in his muscle form, all those muscles do in fact mean something. Right. I I because that wasn't a smash. That was just straight up. He just went up flexed because that's effectively what the muscle form is and punched them. <laughs> yeah, it, but Suyashi and the punk teenagers. Nobody yeah. calls him by his name. <laughs> yes. It's it's bizarre. I get the kid being so panicked. Like cuz he was he was terrified. He was absolutely terrified. The fact that these teenagers don't recognize All Might, All Might is is bizarre. Him not recognizing him on like in the first moment and you know there's a difference between seeing somebody on TV and in person. Yeah. And cuz we're we're making a little bit of fun at the art with this with this right. joke. Uh, but the fact that he doesn't really even know who All Might is after that is is so strange. Yeah, because if if these teens had recognized All Might for who he was, I don't think that they would have had the audacity or the cojones to run off with this kid's ball. No, I'm <laughs> like, pretty sure they would have wet themselves and been begging. Yeah, drop the not... ball. I'm sorry. Here's here's I'm your sorry, ball. I'm so sorry. You know, young Mister Master Yo- uh, uh, Suyashi. <laughs> Like, you know, they would have been extremely deferential, but the, instead they, they do beat feet, but they do also abscond with the ball. They commit the crime right in front of All Might. And yeah, he, I mean, All Might does the thing and he's, he's like, hey, are you okay, kid? Um, and then, yeah, we have those guys run off and then Midoriya just casually jogs up. It is like, like, All Might, like, is the boy okay? Which means Midoriya saw all of this going on and just let all Might handle it by himself. Yep. Which admittedly, I guess, is fair, because this is All Might without any power enhancements, and he sent those three teenagers flying in a punch, which just says something about base All Might. Um, but yeah, like, the kid's like, hi, like, I'm Tsuyoshi. Like, who are you old guys? And it's like, and All Might's like, I'm All Might. A hero. And he's just like a hero. And I'm just like, old guys. I'm like, kid, Midoriya <laughs> might not even be 10 years older than you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and, and just, then we, you felt that comment because that makes us old. Oh, uh, well, no, I mean, I've, I've had, what was it? 
there was a point where I was 21 and there's an 18 year old who was just like, Oh, you're so old. And I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> that term gets bandied about quite a bit, I think. Oh yeah. Um, and then, and then we have just, I don't know, the weirdest Pokemon crossover I think I've ever seen as we just have two, um, two Grimers, well, a Grimer and a Muck, just, you know, one is harassing a kid and the other is getting, it's supposed to be the same one, but he looks like a muck. He's getting punched. And it's like, heroes use their quirks to save people from nasty villains who threaten them. And I get that the illusion is supposed to be the, uh, kind of the, uh, like the... Yeah, the sludge monster. The from, sludge monster. Yeah, early but, on. But you didn't have to make it look almost exactly like a Grimer from Pokemon. But that was the decision you made. Well, and as we pointed out in the last, uh, in our last episode, it seems like this this particular artist is quite fond of sneaking Pokemon into the in, Which is into great. His panels. And, which is great, and I'm cool with it. It was just like, oh, okay, this is a legally distinct, distinct grammar. And yeah. Midoriya is just like, hi, I'm Azuka Vidoria. You can call me Deku. What's a secret identity? No one cares about those. They're not useful at all. Um, and he's just, he's just like, oh, you're, you're a hero too, Deku. And he's like, you know, well, I'm in, I'm in training. I'm, in, I'm in school for it. Like right now, I'm, I'm helping out this guy as part of my lesson. And he's like. But yeah, and then we get um, mutter mode. The return of mutter mode. Yeah, boy. Where uh, I've seen good mutter in a while. Yeah. Oh, uh, where we get we get a lot of we get we get just the admittedly funny way of doing it. A big info drop on All Might for for all the people who who aren't familiar with them. Though, it's weird that he has to mention that he's the symbol of peace in Japan, where All Might is the most popular it is it is one of the strangest if not the strangest thing about this particular chapter is all might seeming unknown like presence in in this place <laughs> i get that the kid wouldn't be like oh yeah he weighs 276 but now he's slimmed down to 255 like that's information that that child wouldn't know but all the stuff on the on the other side about him even being a teacher at ua and especially the video uh would absolutely be uh, culture that would be a huge part of the zeitgeist. I would I would say the UA thing. I if if that was the only thing mentioned, I could get away with a little kid not knowing that. Mm -hmm. But the rest of it is kind of like, yeah, this is because this is in a different publication. But at the same time, it's like, ooh, ooh, what's happening here? And then we have them. Be, he's like, hey, so can you guys just get my ball back? And all Might like is ready to run off, and Midoriya has entirely forgotten that this All Might doesn't actually have any power. Uh, so they both start to run off, and then we get Small Might back, and he's he's he goes down. <laughs> it's so great the way that this is drawn, where it like is. you have Jinko Jeans All Might or Small Might, and then like the smoke that we're accustomed to, but like in that smoke is the the Buff Might, <laughs> like yeah, like he is almost run through him. It was great. It's yeah. very well depicted on there. And the kid doesn't know what he's seeing. So he's like, wait a minute, who's that? He's like, where's All Might? And Midoriya's like, it is All Might. Like, this is the same dude. Um, and so the kid thinks that it's a transformation. All Might uh, explains what you have already touched on, which is this is, isn't really a transformation so much as him flexing. He compares it to like when you suck in your gut at a pool. Yeah, it's, um, it's Matt. We're going with Master Roshi rules, basically. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then Midoriya explains he got hurt. Uh, a, a while ago and he can't uh, maintain that form anymore but uh i know some people that i can ask for help and then we get a ta-da 
on the next page, which I thought was a great introduction. And we're uh, we have joining Midoriya in the. This has got to be an over commitment of resources, right? To go and get a soccer ball back. Uh, I guess well, the... not. Not even that. It's the fact that Midoriya felt it necessary to do this instead of I don't know using his super strength and speed to go run them down himself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This is oh. excessive. <laughs> Is what I'm getting at, but we've we've talked about the excessive use of force throughout all of the team up mission stuff so far. So I guess it's uh, staying on brand on that uh, mean, on that particular front. As Bakugo would say, "There's no kill like overkill." Yeah. So we've got Bakugo's there, Ochako's there, uh, Best Girl Jiro's there, Ida, Mineta, Suyu, and then uh, Todoroki and Shoji is is hiding out in the back. Yeah, in his, I believe single panel appearance it's his only appearance in this entire chapter and i love it like kind of awesome and it's no it's it's completely bizarre because what we have here is we've set up the main additional team that's going to be going around with everybody we're going to see a couple of the others um a little bit but that they immediately are not part of this chapter but so we we've put shoji in this establishing shot to not use him and all i can say is why put him in the establishing shot then yeah, especially because the the thing that he and uh, Jiro are especially suited to is recon, like finding things. Like that's that's one of their greatest strengths, given their quirks. And we see Jiro utilized in that means, uh, but Shochi just disappears after this one panel, <laughs> which is a common a common thing that we're going to see from at least one other person in this panel. Because yes, like Mina showing up for a second, like while they're all assembled at the school, that's fine. If she shows up for a little joke, she was never part of the team that was going out. Right. I just imagine that they, they went out, they forgot about Choji, and he's still, like he was in a different part of the search area and they never went and got him. And they eventually just never he told came him back and recovered the ball. Yeah, and eventually he was like, did you guys ever find it? And he's like, oh yeah, we found it hours ago. And it's like, what the heck, guys? Yeah. <laughs> so the all the new the new heroes have impressed uh, Suyashi. It's like that's a lot of heroes dress like, or a lot of people dress like heroes, and so we get a little bit of an explanation of UA. Um, and then the the brief for this mission. Uh, everyone, some villain stole his soccer ball, and we need to go and get it back. And Ochako, of course, is all gung ho about this. So is Ida. Bakugo, uh, slightly less so. He says, who cares about some snot-nosed brat? Which, like, that made me question how, like, what was it that Midoriya said to round this group of people up? And uh, especially because, and I'm just now noticing this, um, so we're talking about heroes that disappear. Uh, Mina's here and uh, Momo is here. Uh, and they're not here for very long, if I remember right. Uh, that You're correct. They're gone by the end of the page. <laughs> well, Momo's on the next page. Oh, for you're right. Momo's joke. on the next page. Yeah. She's just there. She just exists. And that... she, she's there for Mineta to say boobs, and that's and no, and then it. for Mineta to to stare at for the next two panels. Though, admittedly, we don't know if these are happen those are happening simultaneously or not. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, but yeah. Um. So that like, and then Ida. Ida's like, I have to eager, you know, energetically wave my hand around and be like, are we not heroes in training? And he gives this very quick speech about we we have to help people. Um, and then Baku was like, spare me the speech for eyes, which Midori is just like, okay, let's take it down a notch. Let's let's calm back down, guys. Um, and that goes about as well as, as one would expect. Yeah, Bakugo uh, escalates. Uh, yeah, Bakugo, Bakugo escalates to just straight up assault. 
Yeah, they get into one of the like funny little like cartoon scraps inside of a like a cloud almost. Except, except the cloud makes perfect sense because there's explosion. Yeah. Uh, and then we get this strange other three quarters of that panel where Mina and Suyu are talking to Ochako about who she's got a crush on. And the question comes out of literally nowhere. It comes out of literally nowhere. And how they portray her gauntlets in this in that panel is upsettingly suggestive. It's a it's more than a little awkward. Yeah, yeah it's a, it was surely a choice that was made that I don't think was a good one. Yep. Then we have uh, just odd characterizations for the next couple of panels where you get uh, Aoyama, who's like, I'm not twinkling. Um, am I not twinkling more than ever on this glorious day? And then we don't see him ever again. M- uh, Mineta looking at Momo's boobs, just saying boobs. Actually, to be fair, he's Mineta. looking at her, the side of her head and says boobs. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's just his name for her. I don't know. Uh, and then we have... Uh, uh, why is Tokoyami, uh, who's over by himself under a tree, and he's just said a mad banquet of darkness, and I don't think we see him ever again for the rest of this chapter. So it's just no. strange parade of 1A it's, people. It's like, yeah, I wanted to I wanted to be like, here's the 1A people, here's them doing their 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 most them thing, and I'm like Why why you gotta do Tokoyami like that? Like the others are fair. I don't see him standing there under a tree saying that as they're like hey guys let's let's try to get this kid's ball back that was stolen i just i will say that the one little character intro that happens here that doesn't have any real bearing on the chapter that i will actually allow is aizawa's because it's great um oh no it's perfect it's it's Suyashi's like are these guys really up to the job one of them's even taking a nap and aizawa's there in his little sleeping bag (laughs) and all he's there is to give permission to ida to go and capture the villains and that's it we don't see him ever again and it's it's awesome and i love i love how um uh I, i love how he's just like Oh, the napper is the teacher and it's like no that's like th- this sequence was perfect just Ida running up being like permission to go get the villains and he's just like granted yeah um so they're they're off into the city trying to find um where these high school bullies are um jiro is onto it pretty early because they they don't they don't really they're not working from any clues um but she plugs into a nearby building uh and just happens to overhear some people talking about this fancy ball that they swipe from some some squirt um and so she's like eh, there's three of them over there um <laughs> i just i find it so like this is the kind of thing i would imagine that like if midoriya had immediately pursued them maybe like took him like five or so minutes because they they had darted around but you know him jumping around he'd, he'd found them hearing them be like oh hey this thing's actually worth a bit of money we could sell it online. It, I don't know. Like, I have to imagine, like, at least an hour or two, bare minimum, have gone right. by, and you're only now getting to this conversation? <laughs> right. Like, it just, it feels too convenient. Well, Which Ida, is just this book, in a nut, or this chapter in a nutshell, honestly. Yeah. Uh, Ida runs off uh, in their direction using Recipro Burst uh, and catches up to him. But by the time he gets there, the bullies have done been bullied, uh, which is, you know, oftentimes how it goes. The, the uh, Somebody who is bigger and meaner and stronger has snatched up the one who is currently in possession of the ball and knocked the other two out. Uh, and he looks down, sees Ida, and he says, a hero out to enforce justice or whatever, not on my watch. And the fighting ensues. And I, I love the look of this. This uh, He's a he's a shape changer or uh, he's either a shape changer or he's oh, he's uh, like a giant 
Yeah, he looks um, kind of like an emaciated Godzilla. Yeah, without but a I, tail. The thing is, is I really dig his design. Yeah, I was like, oh, this this guy's kind of cool. But so here's what I was talking about with Ida, because this is an interesting progression. So Ida runs up. Um, he sees the guy. He freezes, which he's a trainee. That's fine. These are the kind of things that I don't know. I wouldn't have minded ever seeing our, you know, first year students doing other than during the um, all for one all might fight because that's the only time anybody has ever hesitated. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. I mean, I guess there's a little bit at the USJ. Uh. No, that wasn't hesitation because stuff hadn't started yet with uh with um. Mineta. He was like, I'm terrified for us to engage them. We haven't been trained yet. That's where we're at the school. True. Um, but but here, it's, yeah, the guy's like, oh, a hero out to enforce justice or whatever. And once again, I'm like, why are none of our heroes wearing their full uniform? Why are you not wearing your helmet, dude? He should, if I were you, I would always wear a like, helmet because it's like, awesome. Like, it's one thing for him to take it off when he's just, like, hanging out with the others at school or, you know, they're just training at school and he doesn't, like, maybe super need to wear it. Um, but, like, he has it in his, as as uh, in his contract that he has to get so much FaceTime in anything, any chapter that he. Uh, I mean, I mean, you're not, you're not wrong, but it's, it's just like, okay. Uh, yeah, anyone where he's not fighting, um, Stain. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, it's just, it's like, okay. But yeah, this, so the guy punches down. He's like, not on my watch. He punches the ground. Ida is, I can't, it doesn't look like he's jumping away or it looks like he was knocked away. Unfortunately, we've decided to put the, uh, the, the onomatopoeia, the onomatopoeia. Yep. over him. So I'm not going to lie. It wasn't until like my read, like maybe 20 minutes before we jumped on the call that I actually noticed he was there the entire time I was like and then he just disappears and he's flying in the air he's like like Tuh, what a powerhouse and then I guess he was knocked do so we, far away do we never see him again <laughs> we never see he's not in the establishing shot of like the the ending shot of everybody walking away he is not in that at the end of this chapter with so everybody he, else who's at the location he was either knocked into a different dimension or he was knocked so far away that even with and in, injured from that that he couldn't make it back he went wherever Kaminari and Mineta ended up in the last couple of chapters uh, when well, uh, even, Bakugo even, yeeted him yeah yeah no like he just straight up disappears and we never see him again <laughs> in this volume or chapter oh um, gosh it's details like that that are so much fun Again, and yeah. like another detail that I think is pretty funny about this is the boy is now looking up at this giant villain, wondering who's going to fight anything that big. So enter Bakugo, of course, and he flies up and he does the howitzer impact, but he also yells die. And I like the kid hears him say die, but does he not also yell howitzer impact? Because that's how anime works. Like you have to shout the name of your move. I mean, in I mean, order yeah. for it to work. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, or if you want the full power from it, you have to, you have to say it, um, which is another detail that I've liked in a lot of shows, but I think that I, I, I legitimately can't tell if this is him, like, this is the name of the attack for the reader and he's yelling die or if he's like, how is Sir impact die? Yeah. Um, but then, not... but then we get the, like a genuine, like top of the page is a crazy look for Bakugo. He has the craziest eyes. Yeah, and, and I like, like it when they're just like, they're just swirls or uh, concentric circles that just make him look absolutely crazy. Yes, and I'm like, I'm like, I've seen this panel of him. 
where it's like, did he just say die where we get the, you know, uh, like, quirk, explosion, super strong. And I'm just like, no, I'm all about this. I'm all about this specific version of Bakugo, who is yeah. absolutely <laughs> unhinged and insane, but in total control. More of this, please. Uh, so the so the big villain is like, you know, he takes it. You want to be heroes. Um, yeah, he takes he, the howitzer impact. He's yeah. fine. Yeah, he's going for a swing, and at this point, uh, it appears to be um, it's either Bakugo is still moving backwards from the from the attack, uh, or he he's jumped backwards and he's swapping out with Shoto, and Shoto just goes up, and he just he just uses the glacier, um, and just uh, just, just just ice. The guy is just in ice, and the guy the, the villain's just like I I can't move, and then we get Shoto's explanation with half hot, half cold. Freezes with his right, burns with his left, and he's like, "Sorry, but we can't have you causing any more damage." And then just the kid is just like, "Oh wow, they are ridiculously strong." <laughs> you half and half bastard. That's my favorite of Bakugo's uh, nicknames, I think. But we uh, we actually have a detail we've in this next page that we've been missing from the entire rest of this volume. So Sue is like helps Midoriya up, like tosses him up because she is the single best assist in the entire yep. class. Out of everybody, no, she's a good all-arounder, best assist. That was a completely accurate thing from the finals exams. Midoriya has his lightning. Yeah, yeah. I didn't notice that. We've noticed its absence, but I had I did not notice that it uh it had it had finally it's the triumphant return of his bioelectricity, if that's what we want to call it. I'm I'm not confident that I would have noticed it here if I hadn't noted like you hadn't pointed out and i hadn't been noticing the lack of it through the rest of it i'd been like of course the lightning's there it's midoriya using his powers um but yeah he goes up and then uh <laughs> the kid's just like hey what's deku's quirk and then shoda's just like midoriya's quirk like it's super strength like all mites and i'm like oh so you finally put that together shoda <laughs> i mean he kind of did but he also kind of didn't because the point where he kind of put it together maybe Midori was also destroying his arms to get that kind of effect, so he was like, right. it, it can't be. It's just, he, he's similar powers. It's a common thing. Yeah. Um, but now it's like, no, we're being, just, this Shoto knows a lot more than actual Shoto does. Yeah, I think that there was a time in the anime, probably also in the manga, where they were on a bus, maybe to the USJ, that somebody mentioned that his quirk is a little bit like All Might's too, and that, that made him uh, a little nervous, but uh, he's managed to keep it under that wraps. That might have been it. But yeah, it's it's something where it's like the big difference there. It's like, sure, he's able to pull off like strength feats like All Might, but he destroys himself. A thing yeah. which All Might doesn't do. Yeah. Uh, but he punches this guy and that guy's jaw is caved in. Um, and he, he's down for the count. Uh, and then I, I got to say, this is a good use of Mineta. Yeah, because it's just, it's just like villains captured and he just sticks them all together with with his with his pop off quirk. And it's like. You know what? That that's fair. Yeah, that is entirely fair. It works. It works well. It's and like get, this is the equivalent of you know Spider Man, uh, you know, webbing the criminals up for the police to come and pick up later. Yep. Uh, except they only have to wait like an hour or two for uh to be able to, to yeah. cut them down. <laughs> that's um, true. But that but then they get the kid's ball back, which says "jump on it," and the kind of shown and jump ish logo. And uh, and it's like, oh wow, this ball, this ball is in perfect condition. It got no damage throughout all of this. And then he's like, my soccer ball. It's like you guys got it back for me. And he, Midori's like, yep. You know, 
just happy everything's okay. And the kid's like, like, heroes are totally cool. And we see everybody walking off who has just helped out, except, except. Who's, wait, for who's missing that we didn't talk about earlier? Uh, well, so we, we have everybody. We see Bakugo, we see Midoriya, we see Shoto, we see Uraraka, who really didn't show up at the end to help out. But nah. she was with them, I guess. We see Tsu, we see Jiro, we see Midoriya, we see Mineta. There's no Ida. And if you yeah, look in the no next Ida. panel, if you look in the next panel at all their shoes, none of those are Ida's footwear. Right. But, we, but, then, but then in the ending thing, we get Bakugo, Midoriya, and Uraraka is kind of like our trio at the end. Because it's like, we, we, we keep slimming down because, like, so we have the panel with, with those guys up there, with Ida missing. Then we get to the next one where we see Uraraka, Tsu, Midoriya, and Bakugo's mm. shoes. And then yeah. the final panel, our three left standing are Bakugo, Midoriya, and Uraraka. And I'm just like, what is this progression? Don't miss them in action, presumably in My Hero proper, which they should be pointing you towards more explicitly in my which opinion. But what are you probably, gonna do? Uh, I'll say this. Probably the original, like the original, in the original publication, it had a note like that. But for a collection like this, taking that out makes a lot of sense. As yeah. you probably didn't pick up this book unless yeah. you're already reading. That's true. I was going to say, I was going to say, leaving that on just cuts off the art where it doesn't need to be. So get rid of it. Gotcha. Kind of that makes that makes a ton of sense. Uh, just from a blocking and framing position, uh, in a layout position, I guess would be the would that be the combus, uh, comic slash manga terminology yeah. layout on a page? Yeah. So let's jump into three point three. This is everyone is someone's hero, uh, and we catch back up with Melissa Shields, but n- not like modern day or or current uh, Melissa Shields. This is like her origin story. I think that that would be a fair thing to call this. Yes, because this was a this was a one shot that was in the weekly Shonen Jump, celebrating the theatrical premiere of the uh, My Hero Academia Two Heroes movie. This represents a canon chapter, our first guaranteed, actually confirmed by Horikoshi canon chapter that we've talked about. It's great. I mean, it's succinct. It's very short. It's uh, only fifteen pages uh, compared to the twenty-two of three point two. Um, and this so is a, a a very, I th- I thought a great kind of origin story for her. And we do we even get some extra information on uh, on David Shields in this uh, particular chapter. Yes, um, I mean th- this this thing was a promo for the movie. This thing was absolutely gone over with a fine tooth comb to make sure that it was it was perfect as a promotional piece for that, and and it shows quite frankly because we mm-hmm. start we start kind of in the parallel to like that was in the movie the parallel with Midoriya, as Melissa Shields doesn't have a quirk. So we start at a hospital, uh, at least, yeah, at a hospital. Um, with Presumably her. she's had her toes x-rayed. Yes, she's had her toes x-rayed. She's, she, they've gone over all the stuff, and they're like, yeah, she doesn't have a quirk. But this also leads us to something else. Whatever happened to her mother happened very early. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and... and and David is just like, uh, like, like he's he's shocked. He's like, oh no, she's going to be. He's assuming that she's going to react like probably every other child that he he grew up with or that he has ever encountered. Yeah, he, they're they going to take such if in a world where where you can be super powered, and when you get the definitive news that you're not going to be even that's... a lame power. Yeah, 
yeah, I can imagine that being just heartbreaking. Although, I mean, there are some people who lean into some lame powers and and really own them. I well, mean, I was, I was getting more at like his. At his, yeah, that's what I was. I was about to say his. His we discover is that he does have a quirk, and it's just called Squirmy Fingers, and its entire description is mostly useless. But he'll never stub his fingers, and he's squirming them back and forth, and it's just like he doesn't. It's like he has rubber fingers, like jointless yes. fingers, maybe. The, or, the thing or is, is that many jointed fingers. The thing is, is that with his quirk, it's a voluntary thing. Like he would, he's like, okay, I'm doing this as opposed to this impedes my life. It's yeah. If I want to do this stuff, like some of the damage stuff is kind of like you know not like jamming his finger kind of deal. That stuff's involuntary, but like he can do normal things, and it's not like it took any training. It was just like okay, this is how I pick things up. Um, and he's just like, don't don't let it get you down, like. You know, I mean, like this is all I can do. It's not, it's not a big, it's not a big deal. And he's trying to be nice, um, and he's he's really concerned. And Melissa's just like, like it's okay, um, like you know, I'm okay with this. And it's like, and, and then she kind of narrates, it's like it, it felt like they were telling me I could never be a hero. Like that's her whole thing. It's like, oh, like they, they're they're taking this as of like a, like I'm not gonna be anybody because right. I don't have a quirk. Exactly how Midoriya took it. Yes. Although All Might's res- like response to her being quirkless and struggling with whether or not she's going to be a hero is d- uh, slightly different, I would say, than the way that he handled Midoriya on the rooftop asking if he, who was quirkless at the time, could be a hero. The big thing to remember is timelines. Right. Think about think about when this is, because we, we get a confirmation of like about how old Midoriya was at this point. So there she's probably about, you know, four or five at this point. This is. This is before his fight, his first fight with All for One. Yeah. This is, Sir Nighteye is probably still his sidekick at this point. This is prime All Might, who hasn't had anything that, you know, affected his worldview. Yeah, he hasn't stuff. been disenchanted yet. He, ha- he hasn't been disenchanted. Um, this, this is also definitely, um, and it's, it's definitely an art style shift, and that's fine. But this is also absolutely before um, the vigilante stuff as well. Hmm. So have, having him in his late, his like modern All Might like visual look felt a little weird. Yeah. But looking at the timeline, this has to be before some of the vigilante stuff. Yeah, because vigilantes was only set what five years before the beginning of My Hero five proper. Five years before the uh, the first chapter, because then yeah. after the first chapter, there's like that ten month time skip of training. Yeah. So yeah. Um, okay. So yeah, so uh, we get that. Then we get kind of the title page where we see we see All Might um, kind of flexing her father in the background. Then we see young Melissa and an older Melissa that we're more familiar with. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we 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 get kind of this news report that she's watching on her phone of of like a hero punching a villain, and it's just like, and she's thinking this world is filled with all sorts of heroes, people who, like who use their quirks to save others. Uh, they're cool and brave, uh, and it's an awesome job that everyone respects. And we kind of get like this is how she feels about this. Yeah, yeah. What you're reading, um, just for people who aren't looking at this along, is not what the news report is saying. It's it's her narrating, her watching this yes. uh, news report, um, and she is approached by several of her younger peers who invite her to play. And she says, "Well, what are we going to play?" And they said, "Well, we want to play heroes, um, we, and we'll use our quirks." And then they all kind of remember that she doesn't have a quirk, but she's very 
uh, she takes it very well, just like she seemed to at least appeared to take the news that she didn't have a quirk well. So she says, it doesn't matter what we're playing. I just want to play so I can be the quirkless person who gets saved by the heroes. She's like, I still got a part to play. I still want to hang out. Um, but she does. We get back to this inner monologue and she says, I knew it was just something I had to cope with. Um, so I was I was fine with it. I mean, she was she's narrating here that it is a struggle, even though on the outside uh, she see, she appears um, to to be handling it well. There's still a tension or a turmoil inside. And then she says, but at the same time, and again, we're getting back to that tension. All the other kids around me, they had quirks. I was the only one that didn't have one, which is wild. Like 20% is not a, like a, 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 a tiny percentage. Like yeah. relative, it is a significant, it is a statistically significant portion of a population. Um, there's, there's even, there's even, um, it probably is, but there's also the the fact that like when we when we hear that number, that's always future Midoriya mm-hmm. talking about it. So that that becomes the thing is we don't know how old that future Midori is to know that if I mean it probably is correct because it, narratively it'd be strange to constantly be using that figure with the show and it not being the one in the show. But it's like it's always that weird thing for me where I'm like. That that's from future Midoriya. Like, is that talking about like is is it lower at this point or is it higher in the future? Right. Why did you have to do this? Yeah, there's a great chance um, that the percentage of quirkless people would be higher um, at this point because it's closer to the, the oh, right, inception yeah. of quirks. You know. Hey, I mean, by maybe ten years though. Like, yeah. I'm, but uh, but still. Um, and that's from people all over the world. Like in any given country, those those numbers could be vastly different. We simply don't know those uh, uh, census kind of items, which would be interesting. But we we just don't know them. But what we see is, is that we see like the some of our other friends like have bubble powers. One's breathing fire. Uh, yeah, one's too got young stretchy be, arms. Is, he's his own selfie stick. Midoriya's dad, the guy with the fire. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we see like a, another group of like teenagers or like young adults like who are taking some selfies and one of them's using his stretchy arm to do it and it's just like really that's what you're using your powers for whatever uh, he's um, his own selfie stick mark some uh, uh some people pay good money for those things he just has one built in yes uh and then she because initially like she's looking around and she looks almost happy like oh what's what's going on over there and then we get the most adorably sad picture of her kind of looking down in the dumps for a second mm-hmm. um and all I can think is, can we can we just move that like that little word box just away from the because you're you're cutting into the picture. Uh, but then we get a we get a kind of hard cut over to her house where she thinks I was the only one without one. And then she's kind of like she gets home and she's like, oh, and we see that Dave has fallen asleep on his on his workbench. Um, and she's just like, daddy, and he's like, like, and then he you know this wakes him up. And he's like, oh, geez, when did I fall asleep? Like. And she's just like, you're still researching support items like that hard? And he's like, is it really that difficult? And he's like, it can be. And then she's like, did you want to be a hero? And I feel like he picks up a little bit. I'm like, okay, we're finally having this talk. Yeah, yeah. I I think that that question also makes sense of uh, the previous page where she has those four little... Uh, just dashes or or lines coming off the top of her head as if she suddenly has has had an idea. And this is the idea. She's going to go home and ask dad, did you ever want to be a hero? Um, like she is, she's prepared to have this conversation now. 
Uh, so I liked that very subtle setup. Um, and David explains that he's never dreamed about it because his quirk just isn't suited for that. And so she's learning something about her dad. Daddy didn't think about becoming a hero because his quirk is too weak. Um, and this this familial bonding time and, uh, you know, growing in the intimacy and knowledge of your family is interrupted by All Might, who knocks on the door, but then also appears to let himself in. Which he, he very well, like, because this, this, this appears to be like an inner room in the house. Mm, that's good. Yeah, that's fair. He very well might have a key. Yeah, could have a key. Like, well, why is he knocking? I was going to say, well, I mean, knocking to, to come into the closed, the research facility that has a closed door. Like, he's just trying to be polite. Just being very courteous. Yes. But as far as like going in the house, like, he might, because we get the impression that he hasn't been there in a couple years because um, Melissa doesn't really remember him. Right. Um, he recognizes he, her or at least knows who she is. So oh, he's no, seen he, her in infancy, probably, or as a toddler. Yes. As he's like, oh, like, if it isn't Melissa, you've gotten big. Like, you've gotten big. Like, oh, I haven't seen you since you were probably a baby or maybe, as you said, a toddler. Um, He hasn't simply been in town for the last couple years. But I mean, this is his best friend. He probably has a key and permission to just come in mm-hmm. when he's in town. <laughs> Yeah, when he's in when he's in this country. <laughs> well, I was gonna uh, say when he's when he's in town specifically because it's like, oh well, you went to New York for a thing, but I live in California. Like, yeah, yeah. But uh, so he he bursts himself, uh, it lets himself into the room eventually after the cur- the courtesy knock. Uh, Melissa notices that he's drawn differently. I like some of that fourth wall breaky mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and All Might is, he's like, it's been ages, um, introduces himself as All Might, uh, a hero based out of Japan to Melissa, of course, not to and, David. He knows who he is. And we see David's like, oh, Toshi. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a, what's the term? It's a, it's very, it, it's, it's like a nickname almost, um, it, you know, even though it's a, like a, just a truncation of his name. It feels like a Prince situation, like the, the artist Prince, where it was, uh, was like his sister and his next door neighbor growing up. Mm. Where like they get the they they have free reign to call him by like you know his his name that his parents gave him. Yeah. Everybody else had to either call him Prince or for a time the artist formerly known as Prince. Right. Couple people had that special permission. No yeah. one else. And that's what <laughs> this feels like. Because even to Melissa, he's like, "I'm All Might," instead of "I'm Toshinori." I'm I'm the best friend. I'm your father's best friend. My hero name is All Might. And she's taken aback by the fact that he's a hero. Um, and her dad is like, I'm the one who created his costume. And so she's continuing to learn uh, about what it is that her dad does, the the function that he serves in a society um, in which superheroes, the things that all young children want to be, even in quirkless worlds, like Adam and I talked about this at one point, it's every kid's dream at some point in our reality to be a superhero. It's just that it hurts, it stings more for these kids because they had the opportunity to through genetic lottery, um, and currently at least we didn't. Um, mm-hmm. So she's she's still learning uh, a little bit about what's going on with her dad, and All Might's explaining that nobody else can can handle uh, the his costume because of his quirk and the uh, the wear and tear that uh, its its use would uh, have upon non proprietary materials that didn't come from David Shield. Yes, the the other big thing that we skipped over is that he also points out like that he's a hero based out of Japan. So to her, it's like here's an international hero that's coming specifically to my father. Yeah, all the way from uh, the other side of the world, practically. Yep. 
and and then we see him putting on a suit and I'm like and it, and it almost comes to it's like is this the origin of his more or less modern suit? Is this like when he got it or when he got it in its more or less like later latest forms kind of deal? I hadn't thought about that, but there's certainly the potential for it. Like I I hadn't really thought about it either until just now because given the timeline it's like okay, this is this is before the beginning of Vigilantes. Yes couple years before that so this is this is pre the all for one fight and i'm pretty sure he had this outfit for the all for one like his all for one confrontation um Mm, yeah i can't remember was that even depicted inside of the manga up to where uh, we are anyway no okay i I can say it's like we haven't we we've only the only time we know of it is like for that one kind of like thing from their from their later fight where you get the description of it but mm. we, d- I want to say, is he wearing this costume in Vigilantes during the flashback arc? I'd, I'd have to, because that's to that's a down. couple, that's a couple years before the, that might be around this time actually. Yeah. Well, David explains that he's developed a new material that should provide better shock absorption, um, and All Might co- uh, just compliments the fact that he's always taken strides forward. And Melissa continues to revel in in this this a dearth of knowledge that she's that she's coming into even about her own dad and she's like a, a real life hero is wearing a costume that daddy made uh in this reflection is interrupted by somebody who's banging on the window of david shield's house to let him know that a tornado is coming down the street and they ought to evacuate but all might springs into action um he's he leaps outside and he just one punches this thing although uh i guess before he does there is a car that is being flung at a pedestrian that he uh, just kind of shoulders out of the way. I'll say uh, this because it's all might. You you know that he identified that there was no one else in that car. Yeah, yeah. And then he shouldered it out of the way. Also, special special note to this guy who's like, "There's a tornado out here. Let me run around to tell my neighbors." Like, yeah. Is this um? I, I'm impressed. The same by the guy? No, it's not. It looks like the dude who has who is saved by All Might here has a quirk where he, wherein he just has fuzzy arms. Or is that just like? Oh uh, no, that that's that's ab- that's absolutely just the uh, just the art kind of showing just the intensity of the shockwave. Okay, because like it, it's in both of the like nobody else has fuzzy arms. Oh no, you know what? No, he does have cat paws. Okay. I could, an, it, uh, yeah. It's hard to tell in the other ones, but if you you look in the panel where he's like like a hero, uh, yeah, definitely, it's uh, really obvious in that one. Yes, and and this is now we're getting to a difference of people not initially recognizing All Might being fine, because by the end of this, they recognize who All Might is. But yep. I mean, this this would be like if you're if you were in I don't know, you were you were in oh let's say France, and all of a sudden Superman saved you. Like, it would take you, a, especially when he saved you and you, you just saw his back for a second, it would take you a second to be like, wait, are you a hero? Superman? Right. <laughs> like, I mean, super thank you. I just can't say it was who I was expecting to be. Because um, he's, and all my, it's like, uh, you know, responding to the guys like, I'm doing great. Um, and he's just, I can't tell if this is in his own head or if he's saying this out loud, but it's like, how you ask? Because of this costume. Yeah, no, this is definitely him in his head. Like, the, the costume you, you made for me. And he, he just smashes away the tornado. It's great. Which which fits. This is in his prime All Might, who, when we've seen All Might going full power when he has his quirk, 
both times he's done it in the main series that we've seen, the weather has changed. Yep. The sludge villain, and then the the final burst, like the like all or uh, one for all, being like he is in a fight with with all for one. He needs all the power now, just for one punch, and he can take him out. And then yeah, that punch right there, where his full power came back for that brief punch, and it changed the weather. Yeah, it and fits. It's great. The bystanders exclaim what anybody would on that punched scene. Punched away the tornado. He punched away the tornado. <laughs> it's great. Uh, and Melissa, we get uh, a little bit more uh, a, a glimpse into what she's thinking as the crowd is cheering hooray for All Might. She says, it's just like I thought when you have a strong, amazing quirk, then you can become a hero that everyone can count on. And then she runs up to All Might and starts calling him Uncle Might out of nowhere. Like she doesn't, she I mean, didn't even know this dude earlier. Yeah, um, and th- this, this might, I mean, Uncle Might is what she calls him in the movie. Right. This might be more of like a, that's what, it, in Japanese, it's like, oh, well, that's my father's, like, best friend. Uh, yeah, like a, yeah, yeah, like an honorable, or what's the term for that? There's a uh, term. Like an honorific, is that what you're thinking? Yeah, honorific, that's it. Yes, but the translation would be this. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, I can't deny that it feels a little weird. But that's probably where it's coming from. And in the original Japanese, probably wouldn't have like been anything like felt weird at all. Yeah. And that was the original uh, intended uh, language. So, it, but it's still it, to me when I read that, it felt like the Uncle Might uh, phrase that she applied to All Might in the movie um, was kind of forced into this spot. You know, no, it um, it absolutely was. But it's just more in the original Japanese. It probably you wouldn't even notice where here and translated to English. It feels awkward. Yeah, I follow you. Um, but then, yeah. So it's just once again, it's like no. Everybody else realize like they know who All Might is, as is established even in the main series. No, he is the true Paragon archetype Superman character of this world. Everybody knows All Might. He is not just the number one hero in Japan. He is the number one hero on the planet. Right. Um, prime might certainly is. Yes. Oh no. I mean, just e- even even when he wasn't in his prime, that is how he was known through the populace. Yeah. Like that's what everybody would think. Um, and he's just like he just looks at them as he's flexing with the suit, just kind of jokingly. Yeah. He's like, "Are you two unscathed?" And David's like, "Like like us? Like are are you okay? <laughs> you just punched a tornado." Uh, and he's just like, oh, like never better. Uh, also, you rammed into a car. How's the suit holding up? And Melissa is just, she's just like, like that was amazing. That's not even me paraphrasing. That is literally what she says. Right. It's like you saved all those people with just one punch. Like I, I knew it. Heroes are so cool. And then we see kind of like the glasses, kind of you know, with the the light glare, kind of the yeah. She oh, no. tilts her head down. Yeah, and then she's just like. Even cooler to me since I'm corkless with no powers of my own. And we see him, and it's 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 one of those things where they talk about, like, Majority's like, oh, you can tell the difference between his smiles. And normally, it, they're the same. This one is a little different. Mm-hmm. Like, this one, there's some sympathy with what he's saying as he's figuring out how he's going to approach us. And then he goes f- full laying it on too thick. Yeah. And he's just like, he just kind of goes in front of her very, like, aggressive. Not aggressively, uh, and too intensely, and is like, uh, take a gander at the costume of my Melissa. Notice anything? And she's just like, uh, like it looks really good on you. And he's like, 
Yes, yes, it does. Exactly. Uh, it stood up to the power of that, tor- like, that tornado. Not a scratch. Nobody but your father, like, has, has the technical skills to be able to make a costume like this one that will work for me. Yeah, I love that. And and she's, again, learning all of this. So she says, only daddy can make that? Uh, and he says, All Might replies, thanks to your dad's costumes, even the biggest, baddest natural disasters and the scariest villains can't stop me from saving people. So he's like, do you, do you get it? Do you understand? And she... She's like, get what that that my dad made the suit and All Might says, well, your your dad is my hero. That's what I'm saying. Like your, your dad ex- is my hero. Way, as as he's standing next to David, them in the two very different art styles, and as he's very he's very gen like gingerly, maybe not gingerly, very kindly holding out his hand to her, mm-hmm. like beckoning her, welcoming her, um, and and he she's just like, daddy is your hero, and David's just like, I don't get to work as a hero. But, like, the costumes I make, like, help heroes, you know, fight for peace and justice. Uh, when you support heroes, you're a different kind of hero, but still the kind that helps people. Which is a really good message, and is true, and is a thing that was kind of the, the main... F- it, it was a big thing that they got that was, like, the thesis of the franchise. It's like, you don't need superpowers to be a hero. And that's how this whole chapter, that's the root of it. And Melissa takes this to heart. Yeah, she says, I thought I couldn't be a hero without a quirk, but maybe there's more than one way. And so she exclaims, and this is leading us towards the very end, which is uh, of the chapter, which is kind of montage that she wants to do that too, just like her dad. Quirkless or not, there's still stuff that I can do. Um, which is just, it's adorable, especially coming from her at this age, um, having this realization, setting herself on uh, the trajectory that we know it carries her on, even to the point where she is creating uh, the device for Midoriya in the first movie that gets kind of similarly explained um, as All Might did here, that your dad has this material that can withstand my power. And so she is working with that material or one very much like it when she makes those gauntlets for Midoriya. Mm-hmm. And, we, and we see a little montage of her thinking someday. Uh, the support items I make will help a hero just like Uncle Might. As we see this montage of her like coming up with an idea, showing kind of the concept and blueprints to her father, and then her father clearly having letting her work in the lab to try to make it, and then she thinks some uh, like yes, someday I'll be someone's hero. And as we see the end, as we see kind of a picture of on a playground, Bakugo and his his friend with the the wings, who may or may not have become. A Nomu? The, the flying Nomu. Right. Um, <laughs> I've, we've heard that theory. Uh, yes. Uh, well, I mean, in one of the Tonkabons, there's a tiny bit of a hint from Horikoshi about it. Uh, uh, and then there's Bakugo running after Midoriya. He's using his explosions as Midoriya's running away, terrified, crying, with an All Might shirt on. Yeah. And, and that's the end of this. And, I, and we get a little blurb at the end. It's like, like everybody is somebody's hero. Melissa faces off against uh, Hatsume in Chapter 3. But this is her origin story. Uh, David's quirk was never shown in the movie, uh, like My Hero Academia, Two Heroes, so I got to decide what it was. Uh, sorry if I made it a weird one. Uh, I was so very happy when Horikoshi Sensei and many others said they liked this one shot. And we get a little chibi kind of uh, Melissa, kid Melissa down there. And I love this one shot. I know you guys don't do scores. I do scores. Yeah. Uh, this is a 9-5 out of 10 for me. 
Just the Melissa Shield one, you mean? Yes, specifically, yeah, yeah, specifically that, like, we do it chapter by chapter in the full talk about it. But no, specifically, uh, everyone is someone's hero. There are a couple little things in it that definitely keep it from that 10. But a 9, 5 out of 10, like, no, this is so good. It's absolutely the best thing in the Tonkabon. Um, yes, I, I would get behind so that good. score. It's so good. I would. I should say, too, for folks that are listening that are uh, reading along on the Shonen Jump app, the material that Mark just read um, about um, the, uh, what's his name, Akiyama, um, for the, yeah, Akiyama, uh, Yoko, Yoko Akiyama, Akiyama. Um, being able to come, he had the liberty of uh, coming up with David's quirk. This is getting into now supplemental material that you will not have access to on Shonen, uh, on the Shonen Jump app. Uh, in fact, the stuff that we're going to cover for the remainder of this episode is also um, unavailable on that app, which is, it's just good business sense, you know, like um, the Shonen Jump app is a fantastic value. It's like a dollar ninety nine or two ninety nine. It absolutely is. A, it's such a good value for the, uh, just the sheer amount of content. Yeah. But um, if you do go to uh, your, you know, your local bookstore, or whatever, or Amazon, and you buy these collected volumes, you do get extra stuff. Um, and I, I like that as much as I kind of dislike it not being on the Shonen Jump app. I do appreciate and understand um, having that little bit extra for being a physical collector. It's the it's the trade paperback model. Mm hmm. Where like you'll get either like here are all the variant covers in the back of it, or here are all the variant covers, and then here's some concepts, sketches, and art stuff in the in the back of like a trade paperback for American comics. Um, and I'm so happy that this trend has become a thing with uh, with manga because I definitely have a bunch of older volumes of stuff where you'll just get like a blank page or something so that it can it can work with the or just like here's the title on this page yep. they can they can get the right page formatting instead of well we have these things let's throw in little extra bits in there yeah i like it well and the next extra bit thing that we get is a message from kohei horikoshi featuring some art um with deku on one side and najiri on the other i don't i don't know why that was the pairing i mean obviously midoriya um duh but why Najire as opposed to literally anybody else? Do you have any theories on that? Um, honestly, I'm not. I'm not. Oh, oh, oh! You're talking about this. Oh, that's not Najire. That's uh, that? that's uh, Saguri Chan. Oh, this is the character that he makes reference to, and he drew her. Yes, because uh, uh, Yoko Akiyama, um, who who writes this, was I believe she was um. His, one of his assistants she still might be one of the assistants cons- considering this doesn't have like the this is this series is not published like weekly or even monthly yeah um i think it's it's like quarterly or maybe something like that i'm not 100 percent sure because uh, i know that that has shifted a little bit uh because of covid uh, but it, it's something where she at one point did a four volume manga that horiko she really liked now that might have been the reason she got picked as an assistant i'm not entirely sure Hmm. Uh, but he he says um, like the full fledged spinoff has begun. Uh, the person drawing it is uh, Akiyama Sensei, uh, who's uh, Saguri Chan uh, Tenkantia, like Shigure's, um expedition team. A four volume series made me a total fan. This spinoff shows a bunch of interactions and team ups uh, between this one, that one. And the other one, all things that you don't get to see in the main series. Uh, 
this volume is a terrible example of that because almost all of these groups we almost exclusively like we see all the time in the main series. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, far, at least. Not all of them. Not all of them. Not the Fat Gum team up, but but all the other ones. Uh, it, like it's an awesome manga that doesn't uh, skimp on the details. P.S. And this is this is to uh, uh, Akiyama. Akiyama. Uh, please include uh, Saguri Chan. Uh, if you want Akiyama Sensei, uh, just turn her into the explorer hero, uh, Saguri Chan. Uh, she can even be a student at UA. Uh, please make it happen. Uh, then you can slowly but surely shove the My Hero Academia <laughs> characters into the corner and make make her the protagonist of the series. I want more uh, Saguri Chan. Uh, I really, really do. Please uh, do right by Saguri right Chan, by which Saguri is like Chan. Uh, clearly this manga, that manga. Left a really good impression in Horikoshi. Yeah, I would. I mean, I totally thought that this was Najire on the other page. Um, I, I was so confused for a second. Yeah. Like, what is he talking? I was like, oh, oh, yeah. I guess that kind of looks like her. It um, does a bit. So maybe, maybe he took a little bit of um, design inspiration from this character since he seems to be very smitten with her. I had not considered that, but that's an excellent point. Because in context, as in, when my brain is in the my hero realm this is Najiri at a glance. Even if I'm staring at the page trying to figure out why it's her and not anybody else, I was like, that has to be Najiri, right? Like, it's definitely not a Chaco. So, uh, anyway, yeah, that's that was really cool. Um, it would be cool if we do see her uh, show up, like if he actually takes, if Akiyama takes uh, Horikoshi's um, uh, advice to heart and we see her in a future volume, that would be pretty neat. Yes, and um, from some of the other material, pretty much he drew this and sent it to sent it to her right when the like right when they basically got the green light for the series. Mm-hmm. Like that's like that's when this piece of art and these like little comments were sent to uh, uh, Akiyama. Akiyama. Yeah, um, and then and then we get uh, a very much it, it's it's not the same art style as Smash. It's the same format, which is a, as a. Uh, yeah, you know the, the fancy notes, term. Yeah, and the hero notes stuff. Uh, when I did the the supplemental on it, uh, Yankoma kind of format. So th- it's the Japanese version of the four panel comic in kind of Western stuff. So like peanuts. Uh, yeah, except peanuts or a lot of like vertically instead of horizontally. Yeah, or a lot of like web or uh, Twitter comics, where it's just it's it's just vertical. Like that's that's the only difference in the format. But possibly because of that's how their language is too. Oh, I, I would say it's, abs- it, it's absolutely because of that. Yeah, that is that is a hundred percent the reason because that that means like so think about like stuff in a newspaper. Well, their their newspaper has a lot of vertical things. Yep. So, like you need to fit that in with everything else. That's that's just how it's going to be in the stuff. So it, like no, it makes complete sense with that. Um. Uh, now the format of we have a full kind of like, you know, sliver of the page kind of setup, and then we have uh five pieces after that. Um, Smash did a very similar thing. I want to say it had more than five kind of individual comics after each one, but I could be misremembering. It's been a while since I've I've read through it, and they did switch things up a bit. This might be an entirely Japanese kind of format for it. But just the the individual strips themselves are just it's it's a, basically a vertical four panel. Yeah. Um. But it's all about Bakugo. Bakugo <laughs> and, his, and his mom and dad, and it's glorious. All of this is it's so good. Uh, it's called My Hero in Academia. Um, and we get we get Bakugo's family, and we we get introduced. Um, because I mean we've we've met them in the main series, but 
but not to this extent. Um, so we we get to meet uh, the f- Baku's father, uh, Masar. Oh God, I'm gonna butcher this. Uh, oh, I can't Masar- wait for you to give us another one star review. Masar- <laughs> Masaru uh, Bakugo. We get uh, Itsuki Bakugo, and then obviously we get Katsuki. Yeah. Um, so do you think it's Katsuki, but not Itsuki? <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out the language oh, patterns here. That's a good point. <laughs> it's a good thing I will not need to pronounce their names for the rest of this. That's right. Um, Bakugo's mom, Bakugo's dad, we're good. Let's go. Because, yes, I get all my pronunciations <laughs> from, oh, how is it pronounced in the original Japanese? How is it pronounced in the English? I'm going with that. Yeah, yeah. Um. Uh, but yeah, we get we get the house, you know, that raised him, uh, and we as we see her smacking him on the side of or back of the head, as, as the dad's like, "Come on, guys, stop!" As yeah. we're reminded of their quirks, his is acid sweat, hers is glycerin, and obviously his Mbaku's is explosion. And we pick up, like we pick up right from it. So like this is the first incident of this series of events, because then it's Bakugo kind of reacting to it, because we have um we have Ma the mom being like like. You know, oh, Katsuki, like, straighten your shoes. As she's clearly hit him and then said this. And she's very calm, calmly hit him. And he's like, shut up. I was just about to. The dad's just kind of there. And he's just like, like, Katsuki, He's just spectating like, at this point. Like, that's quite enough. Uh, yeah. You can't speak to your parents that way. And he's just like, huh? And he's just like, okay. Um, and he's just thinks to himself, terrifying. But, like, I, I can't back down now. He's just like, tell him how it is, honey. He calls him back up from the mom. And she's just like, speak clearly, you. I'm busy over here. And he's like, (laughs) the poor guy. This one was called uh, the Baku caste system, too, which is just appropriate. So you get the the pecking order of the Bakugo family. Yes. And he's just like, some pillar of the family I am. And it's like, no, you contributed the last name. That's, yeah, that's, that's it. what you contributed. And and half of Bakugo's quirk. That's it. Yes, yes. Um, and then we get the next one, which is a mother son battle, where we see him watching them argue. We don't even know what it's really about. Is he's like, when a powerful quirk is involved, family quarrels turn into nasty affairs, and he just leads this. Bakugo makes the first move. I, I get the implication is that these are at the same time, but. Bakugo clearly initiated a second first because he's like, how insert impact? On and his then, mom indoors. <laughs> and his mom responds in kind, like a big mother crush as she punches the ground and causes the glycerin to explode upward. And cle- like clearly, how insert impact was, no, I developed this fighting my mother. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's right. and, and, and here's the thing is it is, an, it is apparently a fairly even fight. As he's just the dad's just like, please knock it off, you two. We haven't paid off the mortgage yet. Uh, As we see, like walls are being crushed. Uh, it does like it's so mundane, and I love it. Yes, yeah, something comment. has been destroyed, but the couch is the couch is being left immaculate, and he's hiding behind it. Um, <laughs> and then we get we get the aftermath of the fight, which I think she won based off of this. Oh yeah. That's, I would agree. I think that's a I think that's a fair read of what happens here. Yeah, because he's getting up. He he he's clearly been been hurt. He's he's brushing himself off. He's pissed and he's like, "Pops, why do you gotta go marry that? Uh, marry such an obnoxious hag?" And he's just like remembering fondly. We see shoujo sparkles in the background. He's like, "Ah, <laughs> that brings up memories of your mom." And just Baku's like, "Like good ones? Like genuinely like." Like good, how is this bringing up good memories? And he's like, it was back when we 
uh, both worked at a design agency. Baku was like, never mind. Don't want to hear it. I will um, say, we... too, that I don't like that in Bakugo's word bubble where he has good ones, that there's just another circle that in very tiny print says Katsuki in there. Like, instead of a little sketch of, I don't know, his angry eyes in his hair or something. Like, I guess it would be too close to his mom's, maybe? Uh, potentially, yeah. Um, also, I think this is Horikoshi who did this art. I, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Mm, I don't know. Cause, cause I, I mean like the, the prompt indication. before this is illustrations from Horikoshi sensei and for uh panel comic, my hero in academia. Yeah. Okay. So it, we we're not given a direct author. Um, it, f- so I'm not, I'm not sure which one of them did this. If, if, mm. if whether it was a uh, Horikoshi or uh Akiyama, I don't know. Um, but uh, but yeah, and then he we get a flashback, which it occurs to me, short of any flashback we've we've ever gotten of uh, given where you are, like the the first person, like some of the early people to have all for one, uh, or uh, one for all. This is other than that, this might be the earliest flashback we have in the entire franchise, short of to the beginning of Quirks being a thing, because this would be before Bakugo was born. <laughs> Yeah, you you may be right. I didn't even think about that. Like the timing, uh, yeah. the time frame. Yeah, uh, I mean, it means nothing. We learn nothing from it other than these two interacting. But it's like, I was uh, I was up a creek without a paddle when it came to strong women, but your mother, well, she came on to me really, really hard. And we see that she's blushing, too. Really, really hard. Like yes. that second really yes. is emphasized with the bold. <laughs> yes, but we see that she's blushing, too. She's like... Oh, he's cute. I like him. I'm going to make him mine. Like, yes. Possibly against his volition. <laughs> well, I mean, th- I would say that that's the thing. Like, yes, yelled at him for to speak up. But every every time we've seen these two as a couple, they are a very good couple, as long as their son isn't right there. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and he continues as as we kind of get back to kind of like the white void and stuff. It's like ah. Uh, uh, she pounced like some sort of big cat, and before I knew it, we were married. <laughs> and I just like how Baku goes like, like, so you couldn't refuse her, and he he emphasizes couldn't. Yeah. Like, so you couldn't. He knows, refuse her. and he's just looking like very matter of fact. He's like, oh, yeah, he understands. You were, you, you, yeah, and it's it's also like a very much of I'm not judging my father father here like I was before. Right. It's like, oh, you didn't have a choice. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, the next. Uh series of four is called come to think of it. And Kotsky storms off to his room. He says, no, I'm really pissed. So stay out of my room. And he slams it, but also booms it, I guess. And I, I love the fact <laughs> that that probably means no, no, this house has reinforced doors. Probably. Yeah, that um, could be also that this also means that the mom was there the entire time that conversation was going. <laughs> That's true. Uh, but yeah, he says, it's like, does he have that attitude at school too? I'm concerned, um, which is a fair, which is a very fair concern. Um, and uh, and his wife is like, he's in high school. All kids have a rebellious phase. But she's like, yeah, like she seems to be agreeing with him to be like, it is a concern. But she's hoping that he will grow out of it. Um, yeah, that's what that little sigh you know, that that wordless little sigh bubble, I guess, yeah. I guess is what you would call it. Sigh, P, uh, like S-I-G-H, sigh. Yeah. Uh, like an and, exhalation uh, indicates. 
Yeah, and then he's like, yeah, I guess you're right. And then he thinks back on his entire his entire life since his son was born, and he's like, this is just a phase, I suppose, as we, we see, like, little boy Bakugo be like, don't treat me like a little kid. It's like, when his quirk came in, check me out, Dad. I'm way stronger than you. Where it seems like his quirk came in, he's like, see, Dad, what I can do? And he just assaulted his dad, yeah. <laughs> which, um, which I have to imagine had a immediate repercussions from from <laughs> from from his mother like i just i don't see that being allowed yeah um, she's and, definitely the disciplinarian in this household oh uh, yes but also you just assaulted your father and knocked him out i'm not tolerating this i i just i don't see her doing that she's very much uh you will follow my rules kind you of you also person. get a small little <laughs> panel where he's trying to give bakugo a gift of an uh of an endeavor like action figure or doll and bakugo just being like that crap <laughs> I, I want, want it all might <laughs> which is fair especially given endeavor at that period of time that's fair um y- you have a kid that likes heroes who's probably about 5 at this point have you not picked up on who his favorite is <laughs> right like that one's that one's on you like my parents knew who uh my favorite ninja turtle was you know oh my my parents very quickly even figured out like they they could tell what different it's not like oh i want this video game they would be like what system like they they yeah. picked up if i had likes they made sure they understood the concepts so that they could they could be like okay well if we need to get him something or if we like he's asking for something we know what we're doing yep and so uh, after all this reflection uh bakugo's dad wonders aloud can a phase last a lifetime <laughs> as we see in an infuriated bakugo he's thinking about um, yeah. and then we get we get one that reminds me very like, feels like it was has a little bit of a connection to uh a smash one because there's a smash comic where on new year's eve bakugo ends up like going for the uh the midnight release of this really good new like winter sleeping bag um so he can go mountain climbing with it and he meets aizawa there as they're both waiting outside for this new one and they have a talk about that because right uh, we get because it's there um and Bakugo's dad is like like you want to go mountain climbing with your dear old dad like you like that stuff right and it's like okay that's great and Bakugo's just like like what's your deal like i'm not i'm not in the mood and the dad's just like but think about the fresh air communing with nature mountain climbing sure is great uh and then Bakugo just starts walking off like i I, he doesn't want to hear anything about this and the dad the dad clinches this cell like absolutely brings it home he starts speaking Bakugo's language here. Yes, he makes the sale. As it's like, uh, and that sense of accomplishment when you reach the summit. And Bakugo's like in a shadow, kind of like a stippling shadow, like very ominous. Is like, yeah, I get it. And he's, dad's just like, right, right. And just Bakugo, like evil, like smug jerk Bakugo as they're coming out. He's like, I love proving how I'm leagues above the inferior scum of this world. <laughs> um, and I like this. He's not actually insulting his dad with this. It's, right. it's very much I'm looking down at all the people down there in the city um, back in Civilization as I climb to this, this summit. Uh, and it's like, oh, okay. And the dad's just like, that, that's just unsettling. As he's he's terrified, he's like, "Is that, uh, is that why you climb mountains, Katsuki?" 
Which, even if you take that metaphorically, the answer to that is yes for a long time. Oh yes, it's 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 so it's so much yes. There, oh. it, it starts to shift um, later in in my hero, but uh, early my hero, absolutely, that's that's his goal. But I but I I just I find this really funny because it feels like he he has this genuine moment of what I think he thinks he's connected with his dad a little bit because because his interpretation is like yeah that sense of accomplishment we we've. We, we go up there and we're above everybody is how he is interpreted to that. And the impression right. I get is he's talking to his dad, uh, like saying that to his dad, not about his dad. Yeah. And, and his dad's just like, Oh God. Oh no. As he, he's like, no, I've, we've, we've had a bonding moment and it's like, this is not but how I wanted this to go. Scary. Yeah. <laughs> that wraps it up uh, for, what did you call, what's this format called again? Say it one more time. Yankoma. Yankoma. Uh, we do get an afterword from Akiyama, and you had mentioned before recording that you wanted to provide your just like overall thoughts on the Tonkaman as a whole because that does it for volume one. Yes, which overall I gotta say was very uneven. Yeah, I would agree. It started really unusually sketchy. Like, why are we all able to just. It felt, I mean, because a lot of these were bonus chapters, it felt like almost every chapter we were recapping the concept, mm-hmm. um, which did not make for a good single, like, sitting read-through. But uh, the back half of this is so much better than the front half. But yeah, like, the front, we get it all the, um, except for Vigilantes, because it's its own thing, it's not connected with, like, Midoriya and stuff like that, like, um, School Briefs, the main series, this, um, Smashes, they're always, their base color is yellow. It continues that. I'm good. You understand what you're doing with your with your visual stuff. But we get we get a pretty generic one where we get like uh, Midoriya kind of front and center holding up his fist, and with Bakugo, Shoto, and Uraraka kind of behind him still in color. And then we have like Ida, Momo, um, uh, Jiro, Jiro, and and I'm blanking on her name May. now. Yeah, May Hatsume, kind of in like a, a red red and black kind of Susan down there backwards. too. Oh yeah, she is. She's just kind of stick. She's kind of poking out the back there. <laughs> um, and then uh, on the back, it, the back is just the, the parade of yellow. And then we have uh, Mirko, um, but they're all people who are relevant to the issue in some way. So like we have all might in his, his yellow suit. We have fat gum just there. We have uh, Hawks uh, who's, who's kind of base. Like some of his costume color stuff is, is yellow. We have Mirko. I mean, these are the people who are there. And then we have your favorite one, which is Aizawa in the uh, sleeping bag. Just yeah. poking in. Who, who looks like he ended up on this page accidentally. <laughs> like, yes. Like, like, he's, did... he, like you had said before recording that it looks like he kind of rolled over and almost like photobombed or, or was trying to figure out what in the world are these guys doing all these posings, uh, all these poses for. Yes, for like a photo shoot. And then we get the spine, which uh, like all the first stuff, um, uh, besides Vigilantes, has Midoriya on it. Uh, yellow spine. Th- uh, the number has something to do with the color red. Like, there's some of them where the number has been red. There's other ones where, uh, like, the, like this one has the red circle with the the white uh, number in it. It's been all that stuff. The only one who doesn't keep with this theme is School Briefs, which makes the number blue, which just seems weird. And, and any time I can dunk on School Briefs is, is yeah, a good time. They, so. they continue to be wrong. Well, I think that's going to wrap us up for these chapters. We did finally get our way uh, through all of the three-point aughts. 
and uh, perhaps still ambitiously, the schedule, <laughs> trying to squeeze all this <laughs> stuff in before the anime premieres, mm. is that uh, on the docket next is chapters four, five, and six of uh, Team Up Missions. Um, so if you are wanting to read those so that we don't entirely spoil everything because we talk about everything in great detail, uh, go ahead and read those before next week because a special uh, unintended consequence of my scheduling gaffe is that we're doing back-to-back-to-back episodes of the AMP uh, trying to get these uh, Team Up Missions at least through the second volume wrapped up before the anime premieres because that happens just like three weekends from when we're recording this and we're uh, we are eager, anxious, a little curious uh, about what that's gonna what that's what that's gonna be like, but we'll be here for it regardless. So, Mark, remind everybody where they can find you and the podcast on the internet. Yes, uh, you can find me on Twitter at at Chalionx. That's at C H A L I O N X. You can find my co-host Luke on Twitter as well at L J underscore Hollywood, and you can find the podcast on Twitter at Hero Notes Pod. And you can find us on Twitter at at Almighty Pod. Uh, in Peep the Pinned Link, there's a link to the Discord uh, where we have a, a growing and very vibrant community, lots of conversation pretty much every day. Um, and everybody is welcome to talk about not just my hero stuff, but all sorts of anime discussion takes place in there. So there's even some meme sharing um, and plenty of other channels on the Back Patios Discord uh, that may tickle some of your other fancies. But until next week, we're going we're gonna to sign off and we hope to see you then. Later, guys. Thank you.